Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome. Sandro, how's it going? Oh, great. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so excited. Yep. Wow. You almost convinced me, but then you didn't at all. I, I, I oh, love doing this show this week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Podcasting. Oh, no. Oh, no. Something's happening. Oh, oh no. Oh, what's happening there? Some weird stuff on the camera. Oh, my God. I've turned into a werewolf. Oh, no. no. Oh, my God. Wait. This doesn't really affect the podcast very much, does it? I mean, your voice is like, it sounds like you've got heaps of like tissue paper kind of shoved in, in, yeah. inside of your mouth. That's the voice that they always have. Something yeah. weird. But aside from that, I don't think it's going to affect it really. I mean, I think, I think uh, I'll just have to fix it in post. <laughs> Let's look at the benefits, right? I get very hairy. I get lots of claws. I get those spooky eyes. Could I growl at the podcasters? Be like, Rrr, you like the podcast, rate it five stars. Oh, true, true. You could, yeah. you could force a little. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, What's that oh, mean? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm a wolf as well now. Oh, you're a teen wolf too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you picked this so much. <laughs> Welcome to Oldie But a Goodie, a show where we sometimes pick good movies and sometimes very deliberately don't. <laughs> pick the worst option that you could possibly have picked. I picked a option. Worst is subjective. Uh, we review movies from 1987 in the order they came out in, uh, but n- not for much longer. Announcement in two weeks. Whoa! We are revealing what we're doing next year, and it's very exciting, very spectacular. But first, we've got to trudge through this episode. So, I am of course joined by my good teen wolf friend, Sandro. Oh, I'm drawing by t- the other Teen Wolf too. Zach. Oh, I'm a ghost now. <laughs> well, you could be a teen werewolf ghost. Oh. A ghost that turns into a werewolf. Has that been done? That has Probably. to have been done. Much like this movie, I'm a ghost of a good movie. Oh, oh, that's a good shot. Yeah, no, that that definitely needs to be done. Werewolf ghost. Well, teen. Well, there there was like a hundred episodes of the uh, of the TV show like a decade ago. Yeah. So there's probably yeah. a ghost episode in there somewhere. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, so it's a sequel, and you picked it, which means did you watch the first one again? I did. Oh. <laughs> I did manage to squeeze in a good viewing, just just as a sort of reminder, mm. a refresher of sorts as to what the series was really all about. Good. And um, yeah, that was 
was kind of fun. Thought it was fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty dumb. It was yeah. very stupid. Like the whole way through, the humor level is just like this is very stupid. Okay. Um, sort of thing. It's like eighties, like. Oh no, I'm turning into a werewolf. Oh, I'm driving the car, but oh no, my ears have turned pointy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start swerving on the road. Oh, love that. Uh while my friend is of course surfing uh, on top of the car. What? Uh, be- yeah, that that was a scene. Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's mm. the thing. Here mm. is the thing. Yes. This movie uh follows very similar and by this movie, I mean number two. Number two. And not number two, sorry. Two as in an additional. Teen Wolf T-O-O. Because it's Teen Wolf T-O-O. Teen Wolf 2. <sighs> as in another additional wolf. Mm. Which makes sense. I, I like and hate it at the same time. I don't like it because, I mean, technically Teen Wolf, but he's in uni. You're a young adult when you go to uni. Uh, you're not yeah. necessarily... Like, technically, well, you've got the teen in your age, but you're yeah. not necessarily considered a teenager anymore. Oh, uh, I would say up till 19, I would still say teen. I would say young adult wolf. Call this movie young... You, young adult wolf, please. <laughs> <laughs> young adult wolf 2. Yes, please. One ticket to young adult wolf. <laughs> I would, I would, I would have it young adult wolf... Two, two. Wait. So have both the twos. Have the two <laughs> as an addition, and then two. Yeah? Yeah. Look, you can't make this film any worse. <laughs> I can try. <laughs> but yes, if you've watched the second one recently, you've also so happened to watch the first one, because uh... they follow pretty much exactly the same plot lines. I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched the first one in its entirety. I think I've seen it on TV, but I don't think I've actually, like, sat down and watched the whole thing Mm. start to finish. Watching the sequel, my big question was, did they mean this movie, was this meant Uh to be Michael J. Fox returning? Or does it feel like a brand new character? No, no, no. This is absolutely they meant for him to come back, and it's like... Okay, he's now a bit older. He's going to college. Now he's going to take up boxing or something like that. I don't know. I don't know their original plans, Mm. but I guarantee you they wanted Michael J. Fox in for it. And he said no. (laughs) (laughs) And good on him. You know what? I think he made the right decision. I think he did. Yeah. Because he probably went and did the Back to the Future sequels instead, which a great decision on his part. Mm, Excellent yep. decision. Oh dear. All right. Well, uh, I'll have some questions to ask you about the first film as yep. we uh, as we go through the. Oh, absolutely. Plot. I definitely remember it very well mm. because I watched the 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 first movie and then the second movie, and I barely remember. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Team Wolf Two. Yes, Two. Not the second movie that doesn't exist. It's Team, Team Wolf, Wolf two, two, as in addition. And I barely remember Team Wolf 2, so <laughs> to be fair, I think the first one's a more memorable film, but uh, oh boy. Uh, is the first one a goodie? Would you give that first one a goodie? Uh, oh, that's a good question. It's very stupid. It's <laughs> it's very stupid. But it's it's really like an upbeat sort of kids film, you know? It's mm. like, oh, he's turning to a werewolf. Well, now he can play basketball better. <laughs> Because the first one, here's the thing. The first one is about basketball. Mm. The second one's boxing. 
And it's interesting, those ones, because basketball's that classic, like, sport. Uh, you know, it's like Space Jam, you know? Yeah. It's very similar lines to Space Jam, where he starts off, he's part of this loser team that sucks, and he's all right at it. He's just, he's not great. They have a, they have some good moments, like, at the start. He's doing that thing where, like, there's 12 seconds on the... Uh, there's two seconds on the clock. He's got oh, the yeah. ball. He's dribbling down the lane. He shoots, but then it bounces off the rim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, wah, wah. Classic. But, but it wouldn't have even mattered because they were, like, 60 points down. <laughs> so, so style just points. Because... He's trying at the style point, Bernard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, like, shot across the court. It was very funny. Yeah. Uh, I'd give it a goodie. Not the best film I've ever watched, but it was it was it was stupid. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, well, your other options this week, because you of course chose this out of every film that came out this week mm. back in '87. I was looking at my other camera, mm. not realizing it's not turned on, and I'm actually using this camera. Mm. Not important to the listeners at all. No. And will I cut this? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna leave it in. We'll just leave it in. Oh, nice. Who cares? We're loose. We're yeah. loose with the Teen Wolf two today. Well, here's the thing. I have you on two screens because Skype has a little little pop out thing yes. that it does, which is really nice. I like that because I move that little pop out under my camera under so I can look at the camera. Yeah. But I also need to check my audio, which is on the other screen. Mm-hmm. And your face is also there as well. Wow. So now I have two faces and sometimes I forget which face to look at. But now I'm going to look at your face. That's 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 great, actually. Your camera is not underneath my camera. I don't have my second monitor on. I don't have it on mm. today. Uh, it's off. It's off. Oh. Not important. Anyway. I think we should move on from this bit. <laughs> your other options for this week were date with an angel. After a wild bachelor party, a oh, guy God. wakes up in bed next to an actual angel. I, yeah, I still have questions that I definitely don't want the answers to. Patreon is a ruthless audience and may vote on it. Please, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you had flowers in the attic, gothic horror about kids. They move in with their grandparents and their grandmother locks them up in the attic and they have to escape or something. Oh, wow, that took a dark turn. Yeah, quite mean, quite mean old granny. Not as mean as... Uh, Grannies in this movie, probably there weren't any. What, what am I saying? What are you talking about? Look, am I hungover because I watched this movie last night? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Ah, ah. I think that could only enhance <laughs> one, your experience of the movie, and two, this podcast. So I feel like feel like that's a win-win. Anyway, uh, The Haunted Cop Shop, Hong Kong movie. Uh, where two cops accidentally unleash an evil vampire on the city. Yeah, it's a shame I didn't get to do that one. Mm. Um, it was a tough choice. I did rather want to do that one. Maybe, maybe, I, I'd like that to be chucked in the the giant pot of movies we have to do on Patreon. We have, I, I was looking through it because uh, I, I was going to put up a poll uh, for next year's Patreon mm. episodes, and there's like 20 options that I've got saved. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many. I think that's good, though. I think it's good to have lots of options. Maybe we can categorize them. Maybe it's like, mm. maybe this week we'll do action slash horror slash whatever movies on this week we'll do yeah. light-hearted comedy teen you know exactly uh speaking of patreon uh will of time it's up right now go check that out if you want 
Ooh. First three episodes of season one, we reviewed them. Yeah. So you don't have to. Now, that might be good. Who yeah, knows? Right. We don't know at this stage. You can find out if you check it out. <laughs> Uh, your other option was nuts. A lawyer takes on a case to defend a call girl who has been charged with killing a client. So out of all those options, I mean, Haunted Cop Shop, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Teen Wolf 2. This movie was released November 20th. Uh, now, it has a story by credit from Jeff Loeb and Matthew Wiseman, who wrote the original movie. Oh, yeah. So... Parts of this are their idea. Do you mean they, like, consulted them for five minutes and then went and made a movie, or...? It's possible. Or is it that the credits is really due to them copying the first one almost verbatim on their key, uh, like, notes during the movie? I would say yes. It would be that they had to credit them due to plagiarism of the first film. <laughs> but the screenplay itself is written by R. Timothy Crin, who later collabed with original movies creator Jeff Loeb, and they both made the TV show Heroes together. Oh. So they clearly had good rapport. Huh. So, I don't know. Well, he was, he was just a big fan of the other guy's writing, you know? Maybe. I mean, that makes sense. Maybe. I'd like to think that this is based off a post-it note that was, like, just kind of put at the end of <laughs> yeah, the script yeah. of the first film that just says boxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, next movie, he grown up college boxing. Although, I suppose if it was him, it would be basketball again, right? They would just do basketball. Oh, yeah. In the original one, is Michael J. Fox really into science? Or is that just this film? No. Okay. That's just this film. <laughs> Uh, in the first one, he's really into basketball, mm. but he sucks, and more to the point, his team sucks. His team's really bad. Well, that probably makes more sense, because, like, my problem with this movie is I didn't believe for a second that this science nerd would become a bad boy. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> so... No, in the first one, he starts off as not so much a jock, but a jock. Uh, we'll get to the cast in a second, but the film is directed by Christopher Leach, who has done lots, lots of TV work, like episodes of The Flash and CSI. Oh, yeah. I think you can kind of tell. The film's shot like a TV show, which, you know, it's fine. Mm. Whatever. Who cares? Wow, you're, you're <laughs> really uh, sending out your raving reviews today. The cast, Jason Bateman is Todd Howard, mm. which feels like the name of, like... A tech guy. You know what I mean? Todd Howard. No, Todd Howard reminds me of the guy that uh, that runs Bethesda. Oh, right, yeah. Is that his name? Yep, that is his. Todd Howard. Hey, we're, we're releasing another version of Skyrim. Yay! My favourite thing about that version of Skyrim is that it's $20 if you own the special edition of Skyrim that was released like two years ago. Wow! Hey! Whoa. There's werewolves in Skyrim too! Whoa, it's all connected. And by Skyrim 2, we mean an additional Skyrim. Yeah! Is Todd Howard secretly a werewolf? Question mark? Mm. I would believe it. I mean, he's definitely the bad boy jock of gaming. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he is. Absolutely. <laughs> 
comes over to your house. It's like, do my homework, but also buy another copy of Skyrim. <laughs> buy Skyrim. Plus, we promise <laughs> Fallout 76 is good now. Yeah. I don't believe you, Todd Howard. <laughs> it's Bobby Pins. Ah. Uh, anyway, Jason Bateman. Uh, he was popular before this. He was on Little House yeah. in the Prairie, which is a show that I think I've seen all of. And I honestly can't remember. I've read the book, but he's also had a long career in other things as well. Yes, he's in Arrested Development, mm. a great comedy show. He's in Ozark, which I haven't seen but heard good things about. He's in Game Night, which I think we saw together. Oh yeah, Game Night. Yeah! Yeah, yeah I remember Game Night. He's the fox in Zootopia. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was in that. Oh, that's cool. He's good in Zootopia. He returns to his uh, original furry nature in, in Zootopia. Mm, maybe this was a, a glimpse into the future. This was his first movie. Also, fun fact, he was popular doing sitcoms before this, but his dad produced this film and I think kind of got him in there. Mm. I think there's glimmers as to how funny Jason Bateman can be in this movie. Yes. He was probably funnier in sitcoms he was in before this, but mm. there's glimmers of his bright future. Yeah, yeah, no, this was a bad movie with a bad script, but he did quite well. I like when he, he freaks out. The problem is there's that whole thing where he turns into a jerk, which every 80s movie does with their main characters. Yeah. It's just like... Oh, suddenly I completely flipped personalities. Yes. It's it's annoying because they instantly flip. Yes. That happens in real life, but it usually happens slowly. But in an 80s movie, it's like, oh, now I'm popular. Boop, I'm a jerk. And then he immediately flips back as well. I, I would like the films more if they slowly turned them into jerks. If you just had, like, a couple of scenes where it's like, oh, they're doing, he's doing the same thing as normal. He's doing science or whatever. Yep. But he's, he's, this time he's... He gets bored with it, you know? Yeah. And Or he's like, hey, you do it. I'm going to go do this. I've got to hang out. Like, he slowly progresses into it. That would make more Even sense. not that slowly. Just like 10, 5 minutes, you know? Also, just have him be a little bit of a jerk from the get-go as well. Because he's like a super nice guy at the start of the movie. And then just all of a sudden it's like, I'm a bad boy now that I'm a wolf. Mm. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he turns back at the end. Yeah, yeah. At least have him be like a little bit of a jerk mm. at the start. Like, he's he's got jerk tendencies. He can be a bit of a jerk. He can snap a little. He's got a little bit of a yeah. little bit of spicy anger, you Ooh. know. Just pepper it on there. Mm -mm. Spicy. Uh, for the rest of the cast, my personal favorite performance is john aston who plays dean dunn he's gomez adams in the original adams family 60s tv show and he's really acting yep. in this and i love it i would say he's brought the whole hog um to this performance the whole hog and an extra ear yes because it is hammed up it definitely i is. would say Quite heavily, and it's great. I've got one of his quotes. Don't give me any of that back talk! <laughs> he does talk like that, though. It's great. Yes, yes. It's so good. That, 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 was, the, that was the real line where I noticed him doing it. <laughs> so much like he really does it in that scene, but he's like, Don't give me any of that back talk! Kim Darby is playing the professor. She's from the original True Grit. She's also in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Mm. Ooh, terrible film. Don't watch it. And then returning from the first movie, James Hampton is Uncle Harold Howard. Mm. Fun fact, he's in the two movies. 
He also voices his character in the animated kids TV show Teen Wolf. Wow! He's got a thing, and he's sticking to it. He's being paid. Is it a twist that he's also a wolf in the first one, or do you know know that from the yes. get go? Yes, it is a it is a twist, sort of. Okay. It's it's sort of a twist, but it's also not because mm. the movie doesn't really hide it. It just doesn't show you it till later. Mm. It's like the son mentions he's going through changes, and the dad's like, "Oh, we need to have a talk and sit down." And then they're immediately interrupted by something else, yeah. so they can't have that talk sit down. And then later on, it's revealed, "Hey." He was a werewolf and he wanted to tell him about it. So in this one where the dad's like, I'm not going to hide it, that really confused me. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes. People don't hide the fact that they're wolves at all in this movie. And it's there's many questions. (laughs) We'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it in a second. We'll just finish off this bit. The final cast member to mention is Mark Holton, who plays Chubby, also known as Chubb. Yep. Hate that. What an awful... He doesn't have a character name. He doesn't have a name. They all just call him Chubby. He doesn't actually have a real name. Maybe his name is actually Chubb and his parents are just the worst. Jesus, that would be awful. Oh, but if your name is Chubby, though, wouldn't you then, like, you'd want to prove your parents wrong. If your parents called you Chubby, you'd probably put in more effort to not be Chubby, right? That's what I would do, but also you could... He, maybe he embraces it. Maybe, maybe he's maybe. like, you know what? That's my name. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, also, I just think they're bullying a fat kid. <laughs> what do you mean? They didn't do that in yep. the 80s. And now? Yeah. Didn't have a trope of a random fat kid that always got bullied. Uh, so he's in the original Leprechaun and returned in 2018 to do Leprechaun Returns. Wow. So he's still doing stuff. The reception... Wow, what a surprise. This has got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Uh, The audience score is 18%, which is also very low. But significantly higher than the the critic score. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, 3.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, that is low for IMDb. IMDb, like, is usually more generous. Yeah. Like, we've seen some bad movies, and they've still been, like, 5.6s or whatever. This is... That's low. That is, Ooh. like, mockbuster-level low yeah, for yeah, IMDb. That is, yeah, that is... Woof. Uh, 1.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. My favourite thing is um, Siskel and Ebert, they both had a TV show where they reviewed movies, mm. and they said that it was amazing that Teen Wolf 2 and Date with an Angel came out in the same week because they're the worst films of the year. Oh. And that were they're like, how did the two worst films of the year come out in the same week? Wow. <laughs> Great stuff. Nice. <laughs> oh, hey, maybe we should do that. That stupid movie after all. <laughs> maybe. Not mm. after this, though. Not directly after this. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this cost $3 million. Wow. That is expensive. Maybe it was just a license for that dance number. I was going to bring this up in the synopsis, but we'll do it now. That song is in Dirty Dancing, right? Mm. And they make a big deal out of that song in this movie. Do you think yep. they bought the rights to that song and replaced another song with that song because Dirty Dancing came out and was huge? Maybe, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could have been it. It could have been originally a different song, but they changed it to that one, which is why that scene is so uh, awkward. Anyway, off a $3 million budget, what do you think it made in the US box office? Well, it's a sequel 
to a mm. movie that I think was pretty popular. Like, I think mm. it did pretty well. Let me have a look, actually. I should have gotten the numbers on that original film. Uh, well, I brought it up anyway, so now you have to. It uh, cost $1.2 and it made 80 Yeah. Yeah, see, it was popular. I knew it was very popular. So I'm going to say this one made 20 from people going to see it and then realizing it's bad and telling everybody not to go and watch it. Yep. All right. Oh, it could be less. Actually, I'll go 11. That's my final answer. It made $7.8 million. 7.8. Okay. I'm glad I dropped it down to 11. 11 was at least a lot closer. Uh, there's four taglines and then we'll jump into the synopsis for 10 minutes and then leave. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. No, no kidding. Um, yeah. I was about to say, 7.5 good profit not if you compare it to the first movie though no hmm. the first movie made almost 80 times its original budget yes this made double just over double yeah uh all right there's four taglines the first one is a hair raising comedy a hair raising comedy and no because hair raising's supposed to be scary right yes but the teen wolf is a, he's a hairy boy Yes, I get that. I get that. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out, Sandra. Just I didn't. I didn't in fact sure. get that. But now that now that you pointed that out, um, I'm still giving it a big thumbs down. <laughs> I hate that one. Real bad. I hate it a lot. Freshman has. Hmm. Freshman has. Is that a typo? <laughs> no, no, no. I think that's a typo. <laughs> Please read it out as if it was not a typo. Freshman has always had trouble adjusting to college life. But never like this. Oh. This is from IMDb. Oh, yeah, that typo. That typo did not help. Big thumbs down. High school was easy, but college is a whole different animal. <laughs> I like that one a lot better. See, that one works works a lot better, I think. I, I guess. It is it is a little tricky because it's like animal isn't the same as werewolf, but but I'll give the I'll give that one a thumb shaky thumbs up. I think that one's one's pretty good. Also, chronologically, uh, the canon of this universe. It's saying that high school was easy for Jason Bateman, because we didn't see it. No, we didn't see it, but we know for a fact that he hasn't turned werewolf yet. Ah. Whereas in the first movie, he turns werewolf in high school. Mm. So clearly the cousin had a better high school, mm. like a less traumatic one. Yeah. Because he hadn't turned into a werewolf yet. He was a late bloomer. Yeah, okay. You know? I gotcha. All right, all right. <clears throat> all right, the final tagline. The final tagline. Mm, mm. He's off to college and ready for a howling good time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes! Perfect. The perfect quote. All the other ones, garbage. Maybe not the last one, but a howling good time. I love how they say howling, and mm. one of the alternate options from last week was howling three. Ah, it's all connected. So glad we didn't do a bonus battle, because my goodness. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. All right, let's go through this thin synopsis. Mm. It's a thin synopsis, because it's got no plot. And the bits of the plot are just the same hey. as the first movie, but worse. <sighs> I did like the intro, though, because it starts off at a gloomy college. There's yellow cursive writing saying Teen Wolf 2, but it's spelled T-O-O as in another Teen Wolf. Oh, God. God, I, I, yeah, every time you point it out, it just makes me physically cringe. And we hear the sounds 
of children singing a song about their university. Yeah. Oh, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. I love I loved that they had all these songs and chants and other things for their school that yeah. they came up with. That was pretty good. I actually genuinely liked that. I wish mm-hmm. uh, that the reason why those songs were in there is because uh, an actual college was like, you can film it out location for free but you've got to include all of our songs that our students have made mm, yeah 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 but i also like that they came up with some nice yeah. sort of rhymes and things for the movie i i appreciate that i appreciate a good ditty uh, uh a good sl- shindig a good old shinny d knee knee slapper good old jig good old jig that is a, a school's motto i appreciate it we zoom in on Dean Dunn, Dean of Men. He's the dean of this college, and he's got a dog, and that dog is gonna protect him. Oh yeah, the, the, <laughs> this dog—it—it's it, so weirdly trained. He's trained it; it protects him, and he protects it. He yep. talks about this for some reason. Yeah, he talks about how oh, I protect the dog, and the dog knows that I'm protecting it, and we are best friends. But the dog, like, is, like, barking and growling at the faculty. Yes. That's not a thing you want your your dog at your school to do. He's like, he could be a mascot or something. Yeah, sure, you can have a dog. But you don't want it to be growling at your staff. Uh, but Dean Dunn is, like, an evil genius. And if you want all your minions yes. to worship you, you must have a dog bite their feet constantly yeah 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 obviously it's an intimidation tactic he's not he's not he does not rule out of knowing what to do he rules out of fear yeah. you know he, yeah. he 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 rules with an iron fist and he is not challenged because he he is scary but little does he know that very soon the school is going to be ruled by a furry fist I thought you were just going to end it at furry. <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah. Jason Bateman is a furry confirmed. Confirmed. Um, so uh, he's talking with his hired staff member, the uh, gym teacher, the the sport head yeah. of sports, head of sports, whatever it is. The most obvious comedian playing a role where he's got to be meek I've ever seen. It's so obvious from the get go that this guy's a comedian. I was like, oh boy, here we go. So in the first one, the coach is really good. And in the second one, he is just kind of there. By good, do you mean good character or good coach? Good character. God-awful coach. God-awful coach. Okay, Fantastic okay. character. In this movie, he's like a nothing character. He's just like, ooh. Yeah, he's just like a greasy, gross. Yeah, he's weird. He's really weird. Yeah. I don't know what the, the character's trying to do. But it's way worse than in the first one. So he and Stylus, and I guess Chubb, have worked together to give Todd Howard a scholarship to this college for boxing, even though he's a science nerd who plays the clarinet. Yes. And the principal is like, you gave a sports scholarship to a clarinet player. But the reason, obviously, is because the guy knew that he was a werewolf. Yes. Makes sense that he would get the cousin and be like, oh, yes, he'll just turn into a werewolf and and win, which is what he does. So he was right. It's true. Yeah, their plan worked out. Todd Howard, uh, he's getting a lift to the college, not from his parents, no, but from his uncle, who was from the first movie. Okay. (sighs) 
here we go, Sandro. This is where this is where questions start flying. Because mm-hmm. we're in the car and we're talking, and of course we know from the first movie that the uncle is in fact a werewolf because yes. he's the dad in the first movie, and that's one of the re- big reveals. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And uh, he he turns into a werewolf. He goes for a werewolf. He's driving along and he he just pops out his werewolf form, and it's like, what's up? I'm yeah. all hairy now. Now, the werewolf thing is kind of a secret. By secret, do you mean they don't try and tell random people outside of the family? Yes, that's correct. Of, that's correct. a secret? Yeah. Okay. But, like, also, in the first movie, Michael J. Fox is running around as a werewolf, you know, and people, right. you know, are like, oh my god, mm-hmm. he's a fucking werewolf. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of an open secret. But in this, he's like, I'm not ashamed of who I am. So, I had a question. Is the movie trying to encourage you to be open about the werewolf thing? I viewed the werewolf thing as kind of like the Venom suit from the incredible movie Spider-Man 3. uh, Where it's like you go werewolf and you become a bully and you've got to try and harness the goodness that comes from werewolf. But if you're overtaken, a werewolf can be bad for you. Yes, except you're extrapolating from literally nothing all of this. Because this this film doesn't... (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't do it. No, that's the point. They're just like, oh, hey... I'm proud of who I am, sort of thing. Okay, werewolf good, but then later on they're like, you shouldn't abuse your werewolf powers to win, that's bad. And I'm like, wait, so now being a werewolf is bad? Is it good or bad movie? Should I embrace who I am or should I not? (laughs) Is is embracing who I am to abuse uh, my opponents because now I'm beating up on other, you know, Mm. young adults? Is that bad? In the basketball game, it was just a game where you, you know, shot hoops. Oh, whatever. In this one, he's literally physically beating up people. <laughs> Is that bad or good? I don't know. I don't know. Boxing really changes the dynamic of all these things, uh, you know? It's almost like they should have just done basketball again. I think football would have been the perfect Ooh. transition, because that's that other trophy. in the people. Yeah. Yeah, that other tropey sport that they always have, which yeah. is like... Uh, uh, a football movie that would have been good i think football's the tv show oh really um, the live action tv show i think that's football maybe uh, i'm not sure yeah speaking of that he's in the car with his uncle and his uncle's like oh one day you might become a werewolf but who knows maybe you won't he then goes into uni and he's got to talk to this lady behind a desk to try and change some of his classes around the whole reason he goes to the lady is because his his roommate changes all his classes' schedules. Oh yeah, for him. What? How did they allow someone else to change his schedules? I mean, this is probably the most unprofessional college in all of history. So yes, that poor lady. He just goes all like red eye and deep voice on her. I've got to change my classes. She is a jerk, though. She's like, no one can change classes. No questions asked. Like what? It's good though, because she is, because uh, she's played by Kathleen Freeman, who's like a character actor. She's, she's in heaps of stuff. Yeah, she's she's good. So he changes his classes around so he can go to science class, and yes. at science class he meets Nikki. Nikki's just your, your 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 average nerd. She's a bit awkward, but she likes him. Ooh. Ooh, she's wearing glasses, and she takes him off, and he's like, "Oh my, you're actually kind of attractive, even though you were attractive with the sunglasses on." But it's the '80s, and that cliche is still a thing that they're doing. Why was that a thing? I find it. I find people with glasses more attractive, to be honest. 
And, and that trope is very stupid. Dumb trope. Let's say. Dumb trope. It's a very dumb trope. Very dumb trope. They, they get like supermodels in and then put their hair up in a bun yep. and put glasses on and say, oh, they're super ugly. No, they're not. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, movies. Shut the fuck up, 80s movies. So dumb. So they develop a bit of a relationship and they're going out and they're dating. They like have an awkward thing where he um he accidentally asks her out on a date, which honestly was kind of realistic in how awkward it was. Yeah, that was fun. But do they ever go on a date, Sandro? No, well they go to a park and then they make out. Yep. Oh, awkward. Therefore they're boyfriend girlfriend in love. They're they're going out. They are. And therefore she can get upset at him. Later later on in the movie, which we'll get to. Yes, but also, for the rest of the movie, he doesn't hang out with her. (laughs) He, like, completely ditches her, and she's meant to be the love interest. They don't hang out at all. They don't do anything. They don't. Oh, well, they're um, they're meant to be, like, science partners, so I guess off-screen they're doing heaps of science stuff together. The key thing there is off-screen. Off-screen. See, Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I'm talking about. We, we could have slowly seen him turn into a jerk by having multiple scenes where they're doing science, but he's slowly getting less interested in science, you know? Also, what is the target demographic for this movie? If your lesson is guy who's doing science, he gets more into boxing and then he loses his science girlfriend. Or boxing and sports is bad if you like science. Yes, correct. What? Yes. This movie has no... Point. Yeah, this movie has has a bad message and a bad movie. So um, dumb. So, so I think the demographic is the same as the first movie. It's like young teens. Oh, definitely. Very young teens to children. So, great. Uh, he's also doing some boxing. I want to point out how the boxing coach in one scene mm. is reading a magazine that's called Boy's Life, which was questionable. But the tagline on his magazine, Boy's Life, said, Make room for the wolf. And I was like, wait, is it just public knowledge that people are werewolves? And, like, it's in these boys' magazines? No, because in the first movie, like, it's revealed that he's a wolf and everybody's like, Oh my god, he's a werewolf! So werewolves must be a thing, but they must be, like, discriminated against or something, you know? That would have been a more interesting movie. Yes. So what happens is he uh, has a terrible intro to boxing where they start boxing practice and he gets his ass kicked by uh, Chubby, which, to be fair, he's quite a good boxer, I think. Chubb, yeah, He's got he a is. natural talent for he's boxing. Good. A lot better than he was at boxing than basketball. He is pretty good. Although the coach keeps putting him against people outside of his weight class. Yes, which is illegal. Uh, that feels wrong. Oh, yeah, it's very wrong because Chubby, of course, kicks their ass. He just picks them up and throws them in one scene. Literally picks up a guy and throws him. Like, I was like, holy shit. How are they allowing this? That's not fair at all. But it it was very funny. I found that funny because, like, the movie wasn't trying to be funny there. It was just really illegal in boxing. And I found that very funny. Anyway. Yeah, so so they're boxing, uh, but he's bad at it. The coach is like, you better get better at it. Let's go to a dance with the alumni. So he goes yes. to this fancy dance, and the principal forces him to dance with this southern bully. Oh no! Well, she, uh, she's, she's uh, the popular kid. 
Well, maybe like a mean girl. Mean girl trope. Yeah, mean mean, mean girl, girl slash popular girl trope. Yeah. Now this scene uh-huh. is something else because they're dancing and all of a sudden he becomes a bad boy and out of nowhere just gropes her. What the fuck? What is he doing? Why is he so suddenly aggressively hitting on this girl? Well, not even like hitting. He's just groping. Meanwhile, his science girlfriend is just there watching. His date that he brought here is just watching. <laughs> but yes, he he then starts groping her. And she's like, hey, stop groping me. Yeah. They, they just sort of gloss over the fact that he tried to grope her. I know. Maybe he was a jerk the whole time. <laughs> Honestly, I think he was the bad guy. Oh, it's kind of like one of those, uh, it's like one of those high school musical situations where as you grow up, you realize that Gabriella and Troy are actually the villains of that movie and Sharpay yeah. is the hero. Sharpay was always the true hero. Yeah. Um, as is recognized by the later sequels. Exactly. Fantastic. Um, I, I don't know if I'd call those sequels fantastic because I've only seen them once, but... <laughs> oh, they are. Actually, no, the second one is quite good. The second one is quite good. I'd say all the sequels are amazing. What, even even High School Musical, the musical, the show? Very specifically, <laughs> that's the best one of the whole series. I've, I've never seen it, and I never will. Honestly, I don't think I've seen it. Well, maybe I just saw bits of it. Who knows? Speaking of seeing bits of it, Jason Bateman wolfs out. Ooh. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah, so he notices, like, his hand grows claws, and then his ears pop out, just like the first one, except more rapidly. Mm. The first movie, it's like, oh, at one point, his hands turn all fuzzy, and he has to hide his hands from everyone. It's just, like, it's that whole, like, half-hour-long part from the first movie done in a minute. Yes, literally. I'm glad you've got that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's the whole third, but they immediately just do all of it, and it's it's not great. I, yeah, Um, no, no. Very good. I will say, I like uh, the music in this scene, though, because as he's getting more wolfed out, the songs that are playing, and I think Chubby's on, like, the tuba or something is playing in the band, as the more wolfed out Jason Bateman gets, the more kind of spooky the music starts to get, and I thought that was quite effective. That was well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wolfs out, he freaks out, he he runs around, he, like, bashes a table, which sends a salad plate flying into the air, which, of course, lands on top of the popular girl slash mean girl. <sighs> which should mean that she's completely against him, right? She hates him now. Yes. He's groped her, and he's put dip all over her. We'll see later on how her storyline makes no sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, she calls him a dog. That's a big thing, because he runs out and talks with his roommate, and we get the fantastic quote. I think you've got it written uh, down Yeah, there. I wrote down the whole thing, and he's like, I just had a beard all over my body, fingernails like french fries, teeth from here to Texas, and she called me a dog. A dog! A dog, Styles. Ah, what a line. And his roommate's like, just get over it. Yeah, you're a werewolf. That's kind of sick, dude. So everyone around the college, I keep going to call it a school. Technically, it's a college, but everyone acts like it's high school. Mm. All of the um, students are bullying him, and they put fleas all over him, and he runs around scratching himself. Yeah, he runs out itching and scratching, and he bumps into the principal. He's like, that stunt you pulled 
getting into a dog suit and causing a mayhem at the, the, the ball. So he thinks he hopped into a dog suit. Yes. So clearly he doesn't know that werewolves exist in this world. So that means he's probably the only person. Yes. Really, because the coach does and all, his, and all his friends do and all the other students soon very quickly learn that he's a werewolf. Yes. But he thinks he was in a dog suit. I don't know. It's very dumb. And then he's like, oh, you pull in all these stunts, you're going to get in trouble. And then he goes, but, but, sir, but, sir. And he goes, don't give me any of that back talk. It's great. And his delivery of that line was incredible. And that's yeah. what I really noticed. He does do this sort of thing yeah. where he's being authoritative. And it's it's good. So then he goes to boxing. He's got to finally do a proper fight against uh, some some people who he's got to fight. They're in the blue costumes. He's in yellow or green. I can't really remember. Yeah, green, green, green. Because it's green and white. That's their little chant. Where for some reason they they do this whole chant where they know the chant. But the joke is at the end of it that they, they, they say their colors green and. Dot, dot, dot. They can't remember white. Except they're wearing green and white. They're wearing it like a very in the scene. It, it rhymes. The, the song rhymes. So it's very easy to think of the colour white. Because there's <laughs> only one colour that rhymes, like, with right or whatever it yes. is. Oh, we're green and very bright, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Their colours are bright. No, wearing green No, and... it doesn't make sense. Don't try and pretend that that makes any sense. It's very dumb. At the boxing match, we see this lad rock up. He's tanned. Oh, he's very fit. And he's wearing aviators into the ring like a bad boy. Bad boy. I want to follow him for the whole film. He seems cool. Yep. He doesn't have a character, but he's just this dude that is really good at boxing. Yeah, because in the first movie, there was the whole thing. Uh, so the opposing team... Mm had this Chad guy, and the Chad guy was girlfriends with the guy that Michael J. Fox wanted to go out with. But then Michael J. Fox turns a wolf, and then he kicks his ass, and he steals the girl. But then the girl goes back to the original guy because they didn't really care about him oh, to begin with. that sounds so familiar to something that I watched recently. Like every 80s thing ever... Anyway, Todd fights a dude, and the dude knocks him out, but he's lying there on the ground. He's got two seconds to get himself back up, or he's out of the game. I wonder if he'll turn into a werewolf. Big surprise, Zach. Big plot twist. Jason Bateman turns into a werewolf. Whoa! That's crazy. And he knocks the dude out in, like, a couple punches. There's a quote, Don't worry, there's a good hospital on campus. Yep. So they're talking about these poor kids getting hurt by a werewolf. Because this is a boxing match where um, one of the kids gets supernatural powers mm. and then beats the shit out of the other one, you know? <laughs> it's great. It's it's concerning. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, because in basketball, it's like, oh, he gets supernatural powers. He can outmaneuver everyone and just fling over. No one gets hurt. In this one, one has a very clear, unfair advantage and then uses that to beat the shit out of everyone. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know how to feel about that one. It's very odd. It's a little problematic, I would say. 
Oh, the problematic streak only continues, though, as they head to a house party. Oh, and at the house party, God. people are already calling him a teen wolf. Yes. Now, my question is, in the first movie, does anyone ever call Michael J. Fox a teen wolf? I don't remember. But he does go around as the wolf, and I think they call him the wolf or something, you know. I much prefer that over people directly pointing at him and saying the name of the movie. <laughs> He does a little song and dance as the wolf. Stylist is like, you may know him from the boxing ring, but he can also do a singing. Oh my god. The wolf can sing. Why? Why was this a thing in the movie? Why was this the one thing that they came up with to add to this series? This was the the in addition they wanted to add, you know? It does that thing that I hate in all musicals. All musicals where it involves someone performing and everyone else in the area acknowledging that they're singing. Because he's singing, but he's not holding a microphone, yet he's got reverb on his vocals, so it sounds like he's holding a microphone and singing. He continues to sing. They played the entire song, which is uh, Mm. Do You Love Me by The Contours. Great song. He sings that, and he does a little dance. As he's dancing, his mouth stops moving. He stops singing the song. Yet the vocals continue. Wait a minute, Sandro, are you saying that he didn't in fact sing the vocals of his part and it was in fact overdubbed by a completely different person, probably the original singer of the song? I hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Why? Why did they add this? Why? Why? Pointless. And the dancing as well. It's just white people awkwardly, like, line dancing. It's not... It's it's nothing. It's it's a little cringe, not gonna lie. Big cringe energy. It's so bad. But also kind of funny. But yeah, it's so obviously overdubbed. Yeah. Yeah. I love how he's he's singing at this party and uh, the science girlfriend, she rocks up for like a half second and does that, oh, he's forgotten his science ways and walks off. Yeah, like, oh my god. Science good, boxing bad. Except boxing good, because the whole climax is how boxing, he, he's got to do the boxing thing, so boxing good. We cut to the best scene in the whole movie. Uh, it's this park, Teen Wolf rocks up, and he's like, what's up? I'm a wolf. And he's wearing a fedora. Yep. At one point, he cruises around in the principal's car? Yeah, the principal gives him, like, a Ferrari. Yeah, why? Why does the principal lend him his car? I guess he's because he's their ace student or something, but still. I guess. Don't give him your car to drive around in. It's just this montage of him just being a badass Teen Wolf. Yes. Also, also, I love how the song... It's actually a pretty decent song that they play during this montage, but the lyrics are, who do you want to be today? Do you want to be like someone on TV? Which makes no sense for the context of him training to box. I'm not saying all montage songs need to have relevance towards the things that you're seeing, but they probably should most of the time. I think it's like, because he wants to be a famous boxer now, I guess, but like... It's not specified, but also, like, he's not doing anything actively on TV at the moment or has anything to do with TV. Do you like the scene where he bangs both popular girls at once? No! <laughs> it happens in the first one, but he, 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 Michael J. Fox makes out with the popular girl, and then she's like, oh, but we're not a thing, I'm still going out with that other guy. 
So it's it's weird. I took a lot of notes during this whole montage sequence. I'm just looking at them. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of notes that I wrote down in this moment. All right, go to, go to, go through all your points that you want to uh, make here, Sandro. Uh, he's doing some boxing, and sunglasses man is watching him, and he does that thing where he pulls his sunglasses down a bit, yeah. like down to the bridge of his nose, yeah, so he can get yeah. a better look. <laughs> I, I do that with my glasses all the time. I love doing that. The principal gives him a Ferrari and the number plate is Wolf 2, yeah. the name of the movie. Ah, big brain, big brain. He goes around in his car bullying cyclists. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking <laughs> jerk to cyclists. And also, the principal has a car that says Wolf 2 on it. I know, that's the dumbest part of it. Honestly, it's dumb, but I also believe it. That the print, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah the principal, yeah. he's like, I'm a wolf, you know? And it's like, ah, because he has the dog. Maybe the dog's Wolf 1 and the car's Wolf 2. There's a fart joke with Chubby. Oh, that was so dumb. <laughs> yeah, because the... the, the, the... <laughs> movie doesn't even acknowledge it it's just a random fart joke and it's like no that's so bad so what happens is the roommates convene together and they're like oh man he's become a real jerk Mm. but just before the guy enters chubby just rips a fart that's it that's the entire thing because all fat people have no hygiene and must fart at all times in public all fat people have flatulence that's just a thing it all culminates in a scene where Nikki, the science girlfriend, and and him are both dissecting frogs. Yep. But she's like, you've forgotten your science ways. You don't even know how to dissect this frog. And Jason Bateman's like, yes, look, I may have skipped a couple classes. And what does Nikki do? She picks up the frog and she slaps him with it. And he says, my favorite quote, you just hit me with a dead frog. <laughs> that is a good quote. Followed by another great quote, where they start throwing the frogs at each other, frog and then someone fight. randomly in the someone randomly in the class yells "frog fight,", frog fight. and then the science teacher is like, "There'll be no fr- frog fight in my class today." <laughs> like this happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, regular frog fight. Ah, <laughs> oh, not another frog fight. <laughs> so stupid. That was a great scene. And then the science teacher goes up to him, and she's like, "Jason Bateman, you've or you you've forgotten your science ways. I'm disappointed in you." And Jason Bateman's like, oh, I oh, I certainly have forgotten my science ways. I now feel bad, but I'm not going to stop being a bad boy. I'm going to go to mini golf with the two popular girls. They're all playing mini golf. And then Sunglasses Man rocks up in the middle of their game. And he's like, I'm going to beat you in a fight, Jason Bateman. And the popular girls go with Sunglasses Man. And that's when Jason Bateman sees the error of his ways. He's lost the two most important objects to him. The popular mean girls at school. And so he goes back to his apartment area and he says, I'm sorry, I was such a mean wolf and now I see why I was mean. Because I lost the popular girls. Yep. They don't even leave him for any good reason. They're just like, oh, yep, we're done now. We're going back to the other guy now. It's like, what? Why did you leave in the first place? Nothing changed. There wasn't like a, uh, they do something and he fails at it and they realize he's not infallible and they're like, uh, you're boring now. We're going to go off. They just like, you know what? We're going back to the other guy. We don't like you anymore. It's like, what? 
I what don't, happened? I don't know. Well, I mean, they're popular Mean Girls, so... I mean, they yeah, just, you know, obviously, they're going to be jerks, but there's literally no... They're like, why did they do it at this moment, not earlier? Not earlier. Why at the mini golf game? Yeah. Because the championship fight's coming up. I don't know. And why a mini golf game? Obviously, the, 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 like, the bad guy comes up and he also plays good mini golf, but they both do well at mini golf. I know. They could have had a thing where, like, the bad guy has, like, started super training or something. And now he's, like, really good at boxing. Well, that would have made more sense if they had, like, an unofficial boxing match at the mini-golf. Yeah. And that teaches oh. Bateman a lesson. Like, he gets completely beat up. And that teaches him the lesson. Yeah, so what happens is the wolf wolf guy, he's he's super confident. He's like, oh, I'm a wolf now. I'm a jerk. I, I can beat you. Hey, you want to go a few rounds? Let's have an unofficial match. Tonight, meet me midnight at the club. And so it's it's just those people, midnight in the gym, you know, they're having a secret illegal boxing match. And what happens is the bad guy has put, like, silver powder on his gloves or silver thing. Like, they could do a bit of that. Yeah. Todd realizes he can't win in werewolf mode. He has to switch back to human mode to try and beat him because Mm -hmm. every time he lands a punch or something, the silver dust or whatever just completely destroys him. But he turns back to human mode. And then he gets a shit beat in. He gets completely destroyed. That would have been so much better. And then that kind of teaches him that, like, he's been a bit of a jerk. He's been relying on the wolfness. Yeah, but he can't rely on the wolfness. He's got to do it himself. Instead, what the movie does is he learns the lesson because he loses the attention of two popular girls. That's the turning point. And then he's back to normal not being a jerk now. He immediately goes to Nikki and says that he loves her. What? Where was this love like 20 seconds ago when you were banging the hot chicks? It's so bad. I actually now believe that he he is the villain. He's the villain. He's just a bad dude. Yeah, he's definitely the villain of this film. He's an asshole. He's a bad guy. He's a manipulator. Yeah. And also an idiot because he doesn't change into the werewolf at the end. Uh, There isn't anything else, is there? Uh, There's just the end, right? It's just the end at this point. Well, there's the whole thing where he he sits his science exam again because he missed it uh, when it originally happened. But the science teacher is like, I'll give you a second chance. You can sit your science test. And he does and he gets a good score on it or whatever. Mm, but who cares yeah. about that? Because it's time for the final boxing match. It's Teen Wolf versus Sunglasses, dude. So the bad guy of this situation, the principal, wants him to win. The good guys... Want him to win. I'm saying the principal benefits mm. if he wins. That's the whole point of his scholarship if he wins. So in the climax, the principal gets what he wants. The bad guy wins in that situation. Yes, but Jason Bateman's dignity yes. r- remains intact, I guess. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying the bad guy wins this movie. Yep. The bad guy gets what he wants. The principal doesn't get his comeuppance at all. Right? No, he doesn't. No, the, the principal, in fact, gets exactly what he wants in the end. Maybe in my head canon, immediately after the end of the movie, because uh-huh. uh, we see that the science teacher is a werewolf and she's got a big old furry tail, maybe she eats the dean. She just eats the bad guy. That would be great, but it doesn't happen. You don't even have a scene like, oh, you're fired, Mr. Principal, or whatever, you know? No, no comeuppance. No, he, the bad guy wins in this uh, movie. It's such a dumb, it's such a dumb fight scene. I hate it, because it's like, the Teen Wolf in one corner, the Sunglasses Dude in one corner, 
There's three rounds. The first two rounds, Jason Bateman just gets the absolute crappity doo beaten out of him. Yeah, yeah, And then all yeah. of a sudden, he's knocked down and then wins. He suddenly believes in himself? Uh, well, he has, like, a wolf power. Why does he turn into a wolf? What a terrible fucking climax for the movie to say. Because it's saying, don't be a wolf. But I thought it was good to be a wolf at the start. That was the whole point. And he is a wolf. I, but, like... It happens in the first one, he tries to rely on not his powers, and it, it makes more sense. It makes more sense for, for basketball, sure. Yeah, like, he can make the shot. And I'm not saying that skill isn't involved in boxing, but there's probably more skill involved in basketball that he would have, like, picked up while in wolf form. He would have learned moves and stuff that he can still kind of do in, in human form. When it comes to him being a boxer, he it, it's just because he's strong. He's winning because he's strong. Yeah. So it makes no sense that he would win this match yeah. as a human because he's not strong. Yeah, we don't see him good at boxing at any other point being human. The only time he ever does well in boxing is when he's the werewolf. But this time he somehow manages to overcome the odds and despite the whole match him doing literally nothing the first time he fights back he somehow gets a knockout he knocks out sunglasses dude now he's the champion boxer it would have made more like it is kind of a cliche at this point that in a boxing movie the good guy loses because like you know rocky had done it before or like whatever but that would have made more sense. He loses, and then the finale of the film is him doing the science exam, and he gets a scholarship based off that or something. Because the whole point of this movie was to not be relying on your wolf powers, to actually just be yourself. And be, if you're you're a smart boy, you can be a smart boy. Like, mm. oh, that motivates such a better fucking ending. <laughs> I know, right? Have the boxing match beforehand, and he has to make that choice. Do I turn into a wolf, win the boxing, and go into a boxing career? Mm. Or do I go into the sciences? You know, don't embrace my wolf side. Use what I am truly in myself, nerd brain powers, and, and win that way. So he loses the boxing match. He's super discouraged. But then... The girl's like, that's okay. You can still sit your science exam. Yeah, and then he passes that. Also, we did kind of just gloss over the fact that the science teacher is a werewolf. What is up with that? Yeah, it's dumb. I don't know. It makes no sense. She she has been rather lenient to him. Yeah. And we've talked about, I guess, werewolfism is a thing in this universe. Heaps of people have it. There's no, like, she's like a distant relative or something. Yeah. It's just someone else in this world now has, like, the werewolf stuff. Maybe if they made a third film, it would have been, like, werewolves teaming up. Who knows? Yes. So, the very end, the final scene, is he's now the champion. He's now the boxing champion. And uh, he ignores the popular girl, right? Because the popular mean girl comes up and is like, Congratulations, I always believed in you. But he, he ignores her. He instead goes to make out with Nikki. So then Chubb comes in and forcefully makes out with the mean girl. Yes! He forces himself on the mean girl, and end of the movie. She pushes him off, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. What? Wow. Oh, I hate this film so much. This is awful. Yep. Going into this episode, I was already like a January award, 100%, but the more that we talk about it, the more I'm like... It's even worse. Burning hatred. It's just a very bad film. I think this deserves the Boiling Hatred Award. I mean, I don't I don't think it's as bad as like Garbage Pail Kids, <laughs> the but... The Boiling Porridge Award. The, boi the Boiling Porridge. I, I don't think it's as bad as like Garbage Pail Kids or Superman 4, which both have the Boiling Hatred Award. 
award, but um, it's close. It's pretty bad. I It's definitely an oldie, but if you want to give it something else, I will not stop you. Part of me is like January, but it's just, it's like January movies are bad, but they're boring bad. This yeah. is just like, what were they thinking? Yeah, it's it's really bad. So maybe we do give it a Boiling Hatred Award, just slap it with that. Well, you have a Boiling Hatred. I don't have a Boiling Hatred, I just think it's bad. Nah, well then we'll just go January. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll give it a January. You can you, I'll give it a January. You give it a boiling hatred. I feel like that's fair. I think this movie does deserve both. Yeah, therefore it gets the January and the boiling <laughs> hatred. Perfect. <laughs> Congratulations, Teen Wolf. You're the worst of both worlds. Wow. Hey. Nice. <laughs> oh, what a terrible film. Even like add and remove, there's so much wrong with it. Yeah, like literally <laughs> change every scene in the movie. <laughs> It's just like, how do you change the entire plot of the movie? Because that's what I'd suggest. I suggest changing the entirety of the plot yeah. to like a football film or something, you know? Just change the entire direction. We've spent a lot of time on Teen Wolf 2. I wasn't expecting us to spend this much time on this awful movie. Yeah. I'm excited for these reviews, though. Are we, we, we going to jump on into them? It's time for... <laughs> Reviews. Ooh, that was nice. <laughs> yep, I really had to build that one up. This is the part of the show where I get reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. And, oh, I called it Raving Reviews again. It should be Rotten Reviews. Yeah, it is Rotten Reviews. Because that's what we changed it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got it from Rotten Tomatoes. We get it from the source of all pain in the universe, audience scores. Sandro has to guess the score. Yay. Uh, scores are between 0.5 and 5. Let's get down. Let's let's get jiggy get with it. business. We have Ben who says this has to be one of the worst films ever made. Singing Werewolf Party, really? That can't not be zero point five. It's one point five. I hate you. Linda says worst soundtrack of any film. Dot 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 ever. I don't. No, I agree there, actually. The music might have been mm. the most competently put together part of the whole film. Mm, mm. The worst out of any film ever, again, 0.5, because that's the worst rating. One out of five. One out of five. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> we have Mitchell, who says, bad movie, not a bad soundtrack. 1.5 out of five. Ah, it was two out of five. Oh, two wow. out of five. Okay. Two out of five. You were close. You were close on that one, though. Ryan says... It knocked me for a loop. Ha ha. Were the ha ha's in the review? Yes, yes. Absolutely were. It knocked me for a loop. Ha ha. It's not like super negative, but just because of the ha ha's in there, I feel like this, <laughs> this, Ryan knows exactly what Ryan is doing. Yeah, so I, yes. I, I'll, I'll go 0.5. Ryan, come on. It's five out of five. <laughs> I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit the show. <laughs> This is the first time Sandro leaves midway through. <laughs> Rotten reviews. Find out. Find out. We've got three more reviews left. All right, all right. And they only get better. Let's take it out. With Dean, who you might agree with, he says, I love Teen Wolf, but this was laughable. Spider-Man 3 laughable. Whoa, it's all bringing oh, it back. Well, suits. Spider-Man 3 does also have that awkward dance scene. Yeah. Yeah. See? How bad is Spider-Man 3 to this person, though? Is it a 0.5 or is it a 1? 
I'll go one. I'll go one. It's three out of five. What is wrong with these people? (laughs) Actually, this is baffling. What is happening? What is happening? (laughs) This is the most fun I've ever had in Rotten Reviews. Uh, We have Sam who says, holy shit, this film is so bad. I can't even be bothered to finish this review. That's pretty funny, but I don't <laughs> think this person gave it a 0.5 because the track record is so low. I'm going to go one. <laughs> it's one! Yay! You got one! Yeah, yay! Uh, finally. <laughs> Ooh. And finally, we have Muffin. Oh, no. Basically the same movie as the first one. Yep. But with a different lead male actor and a different sport. Boxing instead of basketball. I'll go two. Two out of five. Three out of five. Uh, Three out of five. Well, that is that, and we're done. Oh, yay. Well, thank you for listening, though. (laughs) It was a fun one. I enjoyed this. (laughs) Sanjo looks like he's about to snap his microphone in half and go on a rampage. Uh, If you like the show, though... Thanks for listening. And if you want to help out, you can. It's super easy. Uh, You can review us on iTunes. That really helps out if you give us a review, five-star review, or four stars, or three, if you're feeling a three. Mm. We will read it out either way. If you want to send us an email, you can. Oldiebuttygoodypod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. The YouTube is actually kind of up to date now, so that's great. And then, of course, if you want to help out the show in a monetary sense, the show is powered by Patreon. Yeah. Zach, what have, what have we been doing over on Patreon? Well, we have been taking a look at one of my personal favorite series of all time. <laughs> it's The Wheel of Time. <laughs> and if you thought that was bad, you should have seen this movie this week. Uh, but but we, we take a look at the first three episodes. Mm. We have opinions. You should go check it out. The podcast, not necessarily the uh, TV show. Well, um, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We are recording this before we record that. So. No, 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 not the illusion! Such <laughs> the illusion! True, sorry. This is live. And if you want us to watch a bad movie but me not losing my mind, uh, Star Slammer and, and Amazon Women on the Moon are also up as well. Amazon Women wasn't a bad movie, though. I shouldn't include that in that category. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but they would have to find out how bad it was by checking it out. Uh-huh. And there's a link in the episode description. Yeah, I, uh, you got to choose the movie, Sandra. Wait a minute, Sandra. What? Sandra. What? Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. What? You know what? how I inflicted a movie upon you this week? Now you can inflict a movie upon me. Oh, I can't wait to get my revenge. <laughs> we've, we've got some good choices. And by good choices, I mean choices the cho- with... What? Playing Trains and Automobiles. Oh. One of the best comedy movies of the year. Two guys go on a wild adventure trying to get uh, back home in time for Thanksgiving. It's a classic. That's a a good movie. Three Men and a Baby. Another great comedy movies of this year. Uh, Three Bachelors Have to Take Care of a Baby. Oh, no. Your two choices are the best comedy movies of the year. What? the heckity doodad is this yep that's right you have to choose between two two iconic comedy movies 
Now, this year, you made us do Superman 4 and Jaws 4. Oh, that is true. I did inflict that up on us. That was my mistake. I am so sorry. Do I make the choice to do a double up of the best comedies of the year? Uh... And we just do, like, a relax. We, we don't go through the plot. We just kind of chat and do maybe a bonus battle. We just talk about the things we want to talk about. Yeah, we go off on random tangents about how we really, really, really want to watch Dune. Oh, actually, Sanjay, that reminds me. Um, I really want to go and see Dune. I, I, I would love to go see Dune. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked to you about this on the podcast, but I'd really like to just do that. You know, mm. like every other country. I know. By the time this episode is out, I've already seen Shang-Chi. I've already seen The Eternals. I've probably already seen The Last Duel. I've probably already seen Last Night in Soho, but I haven't seen Dune yet. <laughs> and Dune's the only one I want to go and see. The only one I care about. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the rest of those other films. <laughs> They all can suck my wolf nads. Your, oh, my your werewolf, werewolf nads. Werewolf got nuts. That werewolf was the quote. Werewolf got nuts. <laughs> oh, why did we make that joke earlier? I know. Why? That was the obvious joke to do throughout the entire episode was that, that monster was so squad. so bad. We've only made it at the very end. At least we made the joke. No one's listening at this point. No, they've all left. All right. As um, they should have. I pick, <laughs> I pick both options for next week. Yeah. That's surprising that you just got two great choices this yeah. week. You choose both of them. All right. That is surprising. All right. Wrap it up with the best quote from Teen Wolf 2. My favorite quote is, I just had a beard all over my body, fingernails like french fries, teeth from here to Texas, and she called me a dog. A dog. And my favorite would have to be when the uh, principal says, that wolf man has got nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that quote from the movie Monster Squad and also Teen Wolf 2, but it's an additional Teen Wolf, not ah, Teen Wolf T-W-O. That was, an obscure, that was an obscure reference, but we got it because we had seen the movie earlier. You know, the one that somehow came out this year that they quoted. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 